I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. Greetings. Oh man, what a what a journey this has been, and what a journey we have continuing. So, yes, yes. Today we get to do a weird one, and it's based off of a news story I found, and then finding a nerd who wants to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you saying we have a guest? I'm saying we have a guest, but first I'm going to read my news article, and what, then we, have we can news? introduce. We have news. We have news. We have news, news, news from breaking news from life, live, 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 science.com is a haunting mermaid mummy discovered in Japan is even weirder than scientists expected. And it's so in 2022, the researchers discovered the mermaid, which is about 12 inches, so about a foot long. Um, lying inside a sealed wood box in a Jap Japanese temple. Um, so, and they thought it was the torso and head of a monkey sewed onto a decapitated fish body. Oh, a mermaid. Yeah. So, but apparently it's not. And this fisher, the, the fisherman who found this, found it sometime between 1736 and 1741, supposedly. Now there's a whole thing on this and how it's got DNA, they don't know exactly, that it wasn't sewn together. It's got all these different sort of parts, pieces. It's a weird, weird, weird situation. Um, and uh, But apparently the lower half of it did actually come from a fish, likely a species called, species called a croaker. Mm. Yeah, um, it's apparently a ray finned fish that makes a croaking sound with its swim bladder anyway i i'm not going to get into all that but um they're not able to identify the total dna on this particular creature so the top half is the problem so yeah the top half is apparently the issue including with its little hands and stuff like that so it's it's just super duper creepy and mm -hmm. Also, the Little Mermaid movie is coming out, which just leads me to believe in mermaids again, because I always wanted to be a mermaid when I was younger. Like, I want to be like Splash. Does everybody remember the movie Splash? Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. With Daryl Hannah. One of, I oh, love that movie. Uh, when it got on Disney Plus, they extended her hair to cover her butt, which was hysterical. So. Oh, really? Yeah, they digitally enhanced her hair to cover her butt when she comes up out of the water the first time. Uh, because Disney Plus, we can't have any, you know, we can't have booty. Yeah. And have booty, booty, booty. But Daryl Hannah's booty at the time back in the oh, 80s man. was amazing. That was but glorious. I wanted to yeah. I wanted to be the person that could go in a bathtub and fill it with salt and I'd have a mermaid tail. And well, that's yeah, exactly. But then you know, but all you had to do is work at Wiki Wachi for you know a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but oh my gosh yeah no no speaking of uh you know you know booty coming out of the water we have a guest we do <laughs> what wait i don't I was i'm trying not to even gonna ask and there was no segue there there was nothing i could do except for the fact that she sometimes writes books about you know creatures with magnificent booties so okay 
that would be the only thing I could I could come up with. So, all right. Well, without further ado, I would like to welcome the lovely Valerie Willis with us here today. Woo! Yes, yes. <laughs> Much to Erica's demise. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> dun dun dun! I have encroached now. Two two podcasts of Erica's. <laughs> hey, it works. That's how I did it. Drinking so. with authors. Everyone knows me as the interrupting cow. It's okay. It's all but good. I'm excited. You know, I wanted to be a marine biologist for the longest time growing up. So I know an insane amount, insane amount of of ocean life. But I also am the accidental guru and know an insane amount about all sorts of fairies, legends, folklore, and superstitions. Okay, and so... Yes, and before we completely go down this particular avenue with you, my friend, um, <laughs> Let me uh, I, <laughs> I do have to do a little bit of a trigger disclaimer because oh, yeah. this, as we wind around how we get to these places, and we're not going to cover every single thing on mermaids, but how we get there, um, there is um, uh, some levels of bestiality that end up being discussed lightly during this. So um, for our wonderful producer, Callie, those are the official trigger warnings. So if anything like that bothers you, um, you just might wanna be aware as you're listening to this particular podcast. So, okay, trigger warnings in place. So Val, where do you think we should begin when we're talking oh, about mermaids? Oh well, I mean, we could, we can, Oh, there's so much to start with. Like right now, the, it's so hard finding anything about mermaid sightings or, or legitimacy because of a whole fiasco created by Animal Planet. So back in 2012, yes. Animal Planet thought it was a grand idea to do a whole series of mockumentaries. And one of those was Mermaids, The Body Found. And then they even tried to follow it up with a TV series uh, mermaids in uh, the new evidence with two episodes and then immediately got canned because the science community lost their shit yeah. all their legit legitimacy and all the research was now just out the window like when you look up mermaid sightings 90 percent of what you're seeing is just regurgitated from this mockumentary every time and that includes uh the most common ones i know uh is the israel uh, mermaid that's from that show uh there's one from uh 2013 spain or whatever no that one's also one uh there's another one um where it's like off in the distance like most of the mermaid sightings and videos being spread everywhere is from the mockumentary and it's really sad because it it kind of ruins the legitimacy of finding a real mermaid right yeah uh and it drives me nuts. But outside of that, we also have some very interesting pieces that are happening, right? So the most recent TikTok and viral thing on Instagram and even Facebook is you see an image of someone putting a camera on a shark and letting the shark back out the wild. But the problem is the stitched content that follows that are from everywhere. And ironically, ironically, because I'm a complete nerd, uh, the last scene with the mermaid swimming with, and then it's two, there's two different versions of video. There's one with a mermaid with seaweed, and then there's just a mermaid swimming overhead. 
both those last videos aren't even in the same ocean space. <laughs> Two, sharks don't look up. Well, yeah, <laughs> sharks don't look up. Like, they have oh, lateral no. lines. They hunt with scent and vibration. They go side to side. If they they almost have to like do a spiral. Like if you ever seen footage of a shark, they swim out and back around to yeah. go up or down, and that's because they need that distance because they're they're. They're fish and fish have swim bladders and swim bladders compress and, and release. It's almost like having an inbuilt life, life vest as a gut element. Right. Um, that's also where the croaker gets its name because when it does, its swim bladder actually makes a croaking sound. And there's quite a few species of that here in Florida. They're always fun to catch because they sound like little pigs when you, you and, and they could be just tiniest little fish and they're like, honk, 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 and it's like, oh. Catfish are also famous for, for grunting and being croakers. Um, but yeah, so I'm like, but the last two bits of footage are taken from uh, a wonderful and very fun uh, to follow social media influencer called M Mermaid Melissa. Oh. She goes all over the place. She's one of the first pop culture mermaids that could prove that swimming in that, the famous fins that they've developed um, that you could do it in the wild, right? You can go to natural water spaces and, and use these, but please, you know, have safety, have someone yeah. nearby just in case you get in over your head. And but she's, somebody, some shark does decide that you look tasty. Yeah. 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 And, or, or you find yourself struggling to swim and yeah. someone has to rescue you because we were not built to be mermaids. No. Um, and, you know, and it's just funny because it's like, I look at that footage uh, her footage gets stolen from mermaid sightings all the freaking time. And it cracks me up. And I think what happens as she's out doing a photo shoot, people don't know she's out doing a photo shoot. And yeah. then people take footage of her from, from another angle, thinking it's a legitimate mermaid. So for example, she went to Mexico and did a whole photo shoot in a cenote there. But now there's a whole rash of mermaids sighted in a Mexican cenote. And I'm like, it's Melissa. I recognize the tail shape. Yep. You know? But, you know, the way they were taking pictures is her camera guy is where the light is. And then this other footage is from behind. So she's just a silhouette. And I'm like, I'm sure that fucking scared the shit out of somebody. That was uh, <laughs> the late, great Riku Browning from uh, Silver Springs. Uh, uh, you know, and he was one of the first mermaids at um Wikiwachi, he was one of the trainers and of course he was the creature from the black lagoon uh in the movies he was the underwater creature and uh, a couple times when people approached him about seeing mermaids and stuff he was like oh we were doing a photo shoot for silver springs you know outside the springs and that's where you saw it so yeah so that that, that is a quite a common misconception is a lot of mermaid sightings are these you know, nowadays it's it's most likely an influencer, uh, you know, uh, or a cosplayer. Uh, I, I've seen quite a few cosplayers do charity work as mermaids now, which is really nice. They go to children's hospitals, they go to things like that, and do shows. Um, you know, it's it's nice, especially now that Wikiwachi is state owned, and uh, and everything else. So, but uh, yeah, so it's state owned now. It's owned by the state of Florida. Yeah, is it yeah. considered it, an actual park now? Then, it is like considered a, a state park, and you can still go and see the mermaid show, but you can also now go to the uh, preserve for the springs. So, and they're still mapping them. I mean, I mean, when they first found it, it was so deep 
they you know there, he found like tractors and appliances and all those people just dumped it in there because it was you know out of sight out of mind you know it was and it's in the middle of nowhere florida so they didn't think anybody would ever be doing anything with it but the water was so clear like silver spring style that they just kept pulling it up pulling it up but they still don't know exactly how deep that goes they're still no. they, they can't divers can't get down that far and they you know they're trying to get one of those wonderful submarines to go down like they do you know out to the titanic and stuff but uh it's too too narrow in places to get oh, down there, so yeah but yeah, wiki watching is fascinating because uh, wasn't he like a, a, a Navy frogman like before they had yep. the Navy SEALs? That's what started him. That's what yeah. started this. And he was an Olympic swimmer before that. Yeah. And then he he hooks up, uh, if I remember it was, I can't remember their names because I used to, I did research on this at one point. I've done research. <laughs> but of course you did. Of the, course two, you did. the two girls who helped him build that were Olympian synchronized swimmers. Yes. which makes a lot of sense when you see their performance and stuff like that so and then no. breathing through the hose you know that was just such a, an amazing technique and it, they still use it today which is yeah. you know, they, they haven't got a better way of doing it so well oh, man soon we'll be able to do gill implants and that'll be a thing <laughs> okay How feel about that why not why not eventually have you not seen the hunger games and where they talk about the different things that they do oh yeah yeah i mean you know, who needs a cure for cancer let's let's work on that gills may be easier than curing cancer Mark. that's true yeah. that's true true that so and it also might help us when you know when we do all live underwater uh as 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 as, as all as all the ice caps melt so no no my favorite episode of futurama is when uh they decided to take atlanta and make it a, the and then it became the lost city of atlanta not atlantis and yes. like, how'd you turn into mermaids with the caffeine from the coca-cola cat yep <laughs> I, lo I love they had the delta hub was still there even though it was yeah. underwater so <laughs> it, was great. it was good it was good um but yeah but i so like that you guys got sidetracked. That's my favorite part of this is just listening to <laughs> and watching you go left and then like left and then right. And I'm like, okay, they can take themselves on wild, ridiculous journeys into things. Uh, okay. So, so well, you didn't stop us. So Valerie, tell us what what where do mermaids come from? Where is the original OG? Uh I mean, some people believe that there's images on the cave of swimmers out in Libya that have pictures of mermaids, but I, I've looked at the pictures, I've looked at the, the history there. A lot of people forget that the Sahara Desert at one point had ocean water running through it. It was a wetland. It was swamp, brackish waters, much like Florida. <laughs> So, you know, um, so a lot of the cave paintings they find out there are about tribes who swim and interact with the environment through through water and things like that. I know that, again, the mockumentary Mermaids took those cave paintings and altered them to look like mermaids at one point. And it's like, no, that's not the cave of swimmers. That's doctored up images to kind of mimic what has been found. Um, but mermaids have been in lore and legend for a long time. And, and we're talking about there's Baltic, uh, the Finn. The Finnish have a really interesting one. Um, they believe that, I have to look it up because there's so many names and I get them all mixed up. So the Hafru is a Danish one um, that collects the dead bodies, that they would pass these 
and they would be collecting dead bodies in the ocean or when they when they toss out their dead or something like that, which is pretty crazy. Um, and then the Finnish have the Naki and the uh, Naki Nie, uh, which is also believed in a lot of the Slavic and Scandinavian tribes at the time. But this one is interesting because the female is sometimes described as just a water nymph, a very pale woman. Sometimes she's half fish and half woman, but she tends to cattle in her lake and around the lakes, right? Mm. But the man, the Naki, shows up as like a half man, half horse, fish horse. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Is that know. like an underwater centaur? Yes, it's an underwater centaur. Okay. I was, was going to say seahorse, but that works too. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, Mine it is, is cooler. It's an he, underwater centaur. He underwater centaurs. And, and he helps okay. her herd her cattle, her water cattle. Mm, and I'm like, cool. I'm like, does she ride on top of it? <laughs> the logistics. There's going to be a storm. Wow. I There's guess they should have had other disclaimers during this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, wait a minute, we missed that one. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it's interesting because there's so many different varieties. You know, like we hear about sirens all the time, and people are like, "Oh, sirens are a type of mermaid." No, they were they were seabird, half woman, half seabird. Okay, so pause. Super excited. A mermaid is a half human, half fish that swims in the water. A centaur, for those that might not know, is a half human, half horse, but now half human, half seahorse, so water centaur. A siren, the myth of the siren is it used to lure sailors to their death because it would sing these things and they'd go overboard, right? That was the whole myth of the siren. Yeah. And the and famous then, for being in the Iliad, the Odyssey, yeah. and Jason the Argonauts. They're very Greek mythology based. Exactly. Okay continue oh <laughs> i'm trying to practice i'm practicing the wait my turn <laughs> well so let's talk about what people have mistaken because there's a lot of animals that have been mistaken for mermaids oh quite a few so if we go with most recent, there's footage of a dolphin pod out in Maui um, that has been rebranded multiple times, has received like 16 million views out there. And it's a giant, it's one of the largest dolphin pods in the world. There's, you can find older footage, but someone, um, I can't remember the research group, but a research group went out there, used um, a drone to capture above because it was a nice clear day you know, and they could actually get some good footage of them. And the interesting thing about this, and it does make one wonder, is as you're watching from above, as these dolphins are jumping out of the water, their pictorial fence, when they come rushing out of the water, throws water forward, and it almost looks like hands swimming, um, but very fast, obviously. So a lot of people took that dolphin pad pod footage and was like look this is a pod of mermaids swimming you know and because it's so far up like people are like squinting and trying to see the dolphins but it just looks it could be very easily mistaken for like a bunch of mermaids throwing their arms out and and okay and, and things so, like that and what would a bunch of mermaids be because there's like a murder with murder of crows and a you know gaggle and so what would a entire group of mermaids be is this known yet? 
I, I don't know. I think I, it's I, called assume, a pod. Yeah. I would think it's a pod just like other sea mammals. Yeah, a pod of mermaids doesn't sound nearly as cool it's as not as exciting. Yeah, as a, yeah. I'm sure some, hey, somebody in the comments, leave us. Yeah, should be called. So we, we'd appreciate that. So. We'd appreciate that. There's got to be a term for it. A palace of mermaids. That would oh, be there you go. I'm being created. <laughs> um, the other other footage that I've seen, and of course, I did a really, really deep dive recently uh, this past week, <clears throat> so I can be up up to snuff is I noticed there was a lot of footage of what looked like a beached mermaid, right? And, but there's always a cloth thrown over the top half. And you just see this, and it's a very long bodied. One of the most common sea mammals that beaches itself on beaches that people forget exist is pilot whales. They're very long bodied and very easily recognized by the shape. So a lot of these, these footage, and I know this because when I worked at an exotic vet office for three years, Doc Stevens used to help SeaWorld all the time and beach pilot whales were like, I've seen a billion pictures and I've seen footage. I've been out on the beach to help with stuff like this, right? So I'm like, yeah, that's a beach pilot whale if I've ever seen one. Like every time I see those footage and uh, no one ever gets a picture of the top half. And the reason for that is because it's a whale. Um, and it's very interesting because this isn't the first time that people have tried really hard to take something that's natural and just relabel it, right? So back in the 16th century, the sailors used to bring home what they called the Ginny Hanevers. Uh, which were like these very, it had like a triangular head. You can kind of see a face there. It had these little frills, what looked like little arms. It even tapers off a little bit and looks like it's got a belly button and two legs and a tail, right? But all these are, are dried up skates. And for those who don't know what a skate is, it's almost like a shark combined with a stingray, right? And if you've ever seen the underside of a stingray, it looks very, very interesting. You can kind of almost make out a face. And because skates are so close to sharks, they actually do have umbilical, they have belly buttons. Uh, a lot of people don't realize most sea mammals and even some species of shark have belly buttons. It's, it's sharks have belly buttons? Like yes. I didn't know that. Did you the, know the that, Mark? I learned that from like Shark Week season two. <laughs> I learned that from Shark Week season two. I'm the bestest and I watch nature shows. Nah. I only watch Shark Week. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, so yes, they do. So these little dried up gifts used to be like tchotchkes that they used to hand out or trade with or bring back home to family all the time. Wow. Uh, pretty, pretty epic. But then we get to where both, uh, both not just Christopher Columbus mistook them as mermaids, oh. but also Captain John Smith as in that John Smith from Pocahontas. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Before we get into two people who did terrible things, regardless of what Disney movies have said, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Erie Appalachia. 
gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. And what of those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock, or the Satan spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio, to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncy and Kerry Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncy, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Greetings, mortals and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the U.S., Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. And we're back. We're back to talk about two oh. absolutely terrible figures in history. Let's do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so Christopher Columbus in, and Captain John Smith from Poca, Pocahontas is what most people are going to know him from. Yeah. Uh, not great. I mean, a lot of questionable stuff there. But historical figures. What they both did as historical figures and have journal entries and noted is they mistook manatees and dugongs as mermaids. Now, granted, I have seen many, many, many manatee in my life. I don't know how you would mistake them because they are, they're like, you know what they look like to me? They look like giant great potatoes about the size of a boat floating around. Yeah. And there's nothing cute about that. <laughs> there's yeah. nothing humanly uh, looking about that shape. That is a potato. Um, but, uh, you know, for some reason, well, let's, let's look at the environment and, and dugongs and manatees are called sea cows and rightfully so, because that's what they do. They're grazers. They graze the seaweed and the, the green algae and they will get themselves so tangled. And sometimes they're so slow moving that algae starts to grow on them. Mm -hmm. So they can look like green, hairy. They can look like they have long flow, flowing green locks of hair, you know. Um, but the most interesting thing about dugongs and manatees and even dolphins, and by the way, dolphins are very horny creatures. And I'll tell you how I know this. This is, this is a whole thing. Um, but the females have uh, a body part that looks very much like a human's body part there. <clears throat> and maybe, I can only imagine a lower, a lower half body. You can say vagina. Why vagina. Vagina. Okay. vagina? What are they we in preschool or something? I don't vagina. know. Okay, so I don't know where right. I have to announce this go. news. Uh, <laughs> so Sheesh. when I was younger, I went on a cruise to the Bahamas. We did the dolphin encounter, and the woman made it very clear 
of the following thing. And she goes, do not touch below the belly button. You don't want to start something you cannot stop or finish. <laughs> and it's like, holy crap. And of course, there's the, also the famous King of the Hill yep. episode where Hank makes the same mistake. And, and, and there's even stories of people do accidentally not following yep. the rules. Um, but that's, that's the chaos of it is that, um, so there is a lot of speculation that sailors may have hooked up with dolphins, dugongs, and manatees, and things like that throughout history. Um, but that doesn't mean it stops there in the past, right? With sailors in the 16th, 17th, and even 18th centuries. In 1960s, NASA funded an experiment to try to teach dolphins to speak through their blowholes. Yeah, this is a, this is a real thing. It actually, um, I think it actually started. Yeah, they were originally trying to teach them so that they could look for landmines in World War II or, or sea mines in World War II, and mm -hmm. then and then because of that and the progress they made during that, that's when they reopened that in the sixties and said maybe we can make them talk. Yeah, yeah. So the research assistant, uh, Margaret Ho Lavat, quickly bonded with her with one of the dolphins named Peter who by the fifth week of the experiment, Peter begins to show signs of sexual attraction to Margaret as she's, she claimed. And, uh, and according to a telegraph that she decided, she decided without consulting anyone else, but she decided that she should administer relief for, for Peter because the advances were so aggressive. Oh, this is, this is, and this is, ladies and gentlemen, Guillermo del Toro's Shape of Water, Oscar winning film. Yeah. <laughs> and that is an amazing film if one hasn't seen it and talking about mer people. It's oh, inspired yes. by this story. He admits this is what did it. He's like, this is a creature from the Black Lagoon. He's like, what if the creature from the Black Lagoon got the girl? He also, yeah. No, and it's done, uh, yeah, and it's, it's, yeah, that, that story's, and, and even the movie was beautifully done. It's, yeah. I, I gotta give him credit, you know. Um, this science experiment, however, was not, no, was not done. no, no, no. Um, and if that wasn't bad enough, uh, during the summer of 1970, Malcolm Brenner uh, proclaimed that he had fallen in love with a dolphin. Mm. He'd been hired to take photos for a children's book of Dolly, who was a dolphin at a archaic uh, theme park known as Florida Land. I oh, think okay. later it became Marine Land for yeah. a hot minute. After one of the Creature from the Black Lagoon movies. Yep. 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 Um, and and basically, he he claimed that he him and Dolly were having consensual sexual relations with one another. Wow. Um, and and he got, you know, obviously um all kinds that, of that did not go well at all. But so this is this is a thing uh with and you know and it makes one wonder uh about mermaids and things. I mean even with the Myrish Irish folklore of the marrow they and it's interesting because it's usually the Irish Scottish based mermaid folklores and superstitions where they talk about intermarrying with the species a lot and that you would know 
that you have accidentally married or 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 made offspring with a marrow because your children would come out with webbed hands or feet or scaly skin and things like that. But it also could have been their way of explaining malformations or inbreeding and things like that too. So it's always very interesting. And even when you look at the word mermaid, the entomology behind it, it only dates back, I think 14th century was the earlier edition of the actual word mermaid. It doesn't go as far back as you would suspect, especially when you have Greek mythology and all these others and Scandinavian tribal things. These are, these date back into the BC era, but mermaid, the word, is only a 14th century word, and it its oldest derivative is merwife, and then it was used on signs of taverns and inns, and what I, I believe, this is purely speculation, I believe the mermaid in the term was meant to be sea wife, so when sailors came home, they would look for this mermaid signs because they were without wives, but the tavern and inn picked up the slack, right? So they would go home to their mermaids. And I, I kind of use this conjunction a lot. Uh, I wrote a short story called The Fisherman's Tale. And it's about five fishermen at the end of, the, end of a dock who are trying to fish their way into forgiveness with their wives. And right. by the end of it, a mermaid shows up and she's like, my shit's been stolen. Can you help me? And the guy's like, well, what do I get if I help you get your stuff back from these fishing gurus that have already hauled ass, you know? And he's like, oh, I'll be your wife. And he's like, no, thanks. Hard pass, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So it's a really, you know, it's, it's that spin because spending a lot of time fishing with my dad and in my interest in marine biology, they're always telling jokes of, of, you know, the old, old uh, chain and ball and things like that. So ball and chain. Ball and shape. See, I always flip it every time. Every all time. Good. It's all good. So that's that's some interesting things. Um, and I'm, I mean, there's even like a recipe called a mermaid's pie, which is a suckling pig wrapped in 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 a in bread and crust and cooked as such. A suckling mermaid. Okay, so my question for you though, Val, because you've done a lot of Greek mythology things like that, right? Mm-hmm. And we know we talk a lot on the show about we don't know what's out there, right? We just don't. So the question becomes, um, do you think there are mermaids? We have no idea what the ocean holds. I mean, we're discovering new stuff all the freaking time. In fact, I think, Mark, we were talking just before this started that there, uh, even in a lake, there's new stuff being discovered, yeah. right? Over in, I think, China or Hong Kong, Hong Kong area where they... Uh, I loved how the headliner was a uh, cube with 24 eyes discovered in Lake. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that was, it makes uh, it feel like out of science fiction, but what it is, it's a box jellyfish that's living in brackish water, eating the shrimp in, in this Lake freshwater shrimp, which shows that at one point this Lake was probably connected to the ocean. And these, these have evolved and they're starting to multiply enough that we can now notice them. And I know in previous episodes of Airy Travels, you guys talk about, you know, the giant squid. And then they discovered the colossal squid. Like, oh, oh, crap. There's one bigger than I think that. There's even bigger down there, you know, which is you know, crazy. So, right. So do so, we do we think they exist? Because you see a lot of videos now. Part of this mean you talked a little bit about this because 
there are some really good um there's things. some really good videos yeah that and, make and it yeah that was the earlier part where we were talking is you know that a lot of these influencers videos are being edited into things and uh i even i even saw some footage from the great movie dagon which was a uh, 80s you know crazy uh horror film based on a loosely based on a lovecraft story and they actually edited some of that footage into it uh into the same it was basically the same start of one and then edited to that um and then we you know i i've got to talk about a little place down here in saint pete uh that uh was part of a lot of people in this area's childhood we talk about Wikiwachi. That's the obvious go-to for for your travel. For this is go to Wikiwachi, and which is just north of Tampa Bay, and and go enjoy uh, some mermaids. Uh, but there was a and place kayaking on... and canoeing. There's a lot okay. of stuff. You can make There's it a lot of stuff together. And it's a great day. spring. You can go look for manatees. There's manatees there because they winter there. They they like to spring there, uh, and it is uh, early spring, so it is uh, you know happy season. And that was funny walking down the bay not the other day. I saw two manatees enjoying their each other's company and a dolphin, speaking of dolphins, was swimming around going, hey, what you guys doing? What you guys doing? Can I join in? Can I join in? I was like, yep, horny dolphins. Uh, but um, <laughs> but downtown St. Petersburg, there was this place called Web City. And it was the first, it was the world's unique drugstore, weirdest drugstore, most unique drugstore. It was all this thing. There's actually a musical about it called Web's World. Uh, and um, And it was basically the first place to be a giant big box retailer they had you know 10 cents you could go watch a chicken dance and you could do all this stuff but in the meantime he had you know dollar meat and you know all these things piled up everywhere and he would do all these things to get people in but one of the most famous attractions there was Lorelei's cove and it was where you could go see mermaids and that was because he heard about wikiwachi saw all the people going paid dollars to go see Wikiwachi. He figured for a quarter, you could go in and see mermaids in one of the corners of his shop. And um, he turned it into this paper mache cave and he put these mannequins in there and they were the most terrifying things you will ever see in your life. Uh, and then they would give a microphone to one of the girls that worked behind the counter and they would, you know, and the mom would hand, uh, you know, a quarter to the the cashier and say hey can you have one of my kids go see Lorelei's Cove I'm gonna go over here and buy a bunch of cheap fish and so she went okay and then you would hear over the loudspeaker Danielle Danielle come to Lorelei's Cove and then the kid would go in there to this creepy ass room with these mannequins and the and the mannequins would talk to him and tell them <laughs> these things and all these people were emailing me when I first started doing eerie florida and eerie uh, freaky florida about this creepy cove with mermaids in it that terrified them as children and they were having nightmares about it it was supposed to be this wonderful thing for kids to go talk to mermaids and it was terrifying them and apparently at one point one of the mannequins arm fell off or one of the mannequins head <laughs> fell off and it was still talking and it's just oh my god just terrifying <laughs> like the only cool thing about web's world uh, yeah, web's web city it's gone now but uh, there's a few plazas still named where it was is still named after it's a Publix now. Uh, but one of the things they invented was they kept seeing all these people coming in and then they'd see the crowds and just leave. So the sun came up with this brilliant idea of how about we have a checkout lane for 10 items or less. So people could just come in and grab the things and that stayed. And guess what? That's where that all started was really down here. Yeah. So a little, little history for you, some real history thrown in with the mermaid history. So. <laughs> 
Listen, the mermaid history is very real. It's just not real okay. mermaids. Yeah, and uh, the other place, if you want to see Fiji mermaids, buy the dozens. Oh, to Ripley, any of the Ripley's museums have them because yeah. Robert Ripley loved collecting those. And then also, wait, let's oh, talk about what a Fiji mermaid is. Okay, Fiji mermaids were to bank in on this uh, mermaid fever. Uh, people, people taxidermy would uh, overseas would taxidermy a half of a monkey with half of a fish. Uh, you and they would put those together, sew them together, and that's where. You know, you would get what looked like a mermaid carcass. And most famously, uh, P.T. Barnum was the first one to start showing it off. And then once he started showing it off, everybody went overseas to buy them. A lot of Indonesia, uh, a lot of the Philippines, uh, they would sell these like crazy. And so people would buy them and then they would have them in their homes because they had the uh, Fiji mermaid too. Uh, and then uh, Ringling got into it. And then, of course, uh, Ripley got into it and the Ripley Museum has dozens of them and one of the fun things of working in the Ripley's archives is you're, you're they get you're opening boxes to catalog them and usually it's shrunken heads or Fiji mermaids that's just you open up a box and that's, that's what's in there. oh we need to do an episode on shrunken heads at some point. oh oh yeah in the oddity shop over here in uh what is it Winter Park has oh, both Prometheus Esoterica. Yes. Mermaid. yes, I was just there the other weekend. I'm going to be honest. I missed out on the bone sale. And then my husband's like, wait, what were you going to do with a bag of bones? I'm like, I don't know. Don't know. Yeah. Wait, what, what aren't you going to do with a bag of bones? That's the question. So, so, uh, so yeah, let's we, talk we, about we mer mermaid sightings that can't be, that haven't been debunked. There we go. They're pretty solid. Um, or at least had multiple witnesses and interesting. Um, I think the most famous one, I mean, if you were going to be a mermaid, where would you be in the world, right? Hawaii, yeah. why not, right? Yeah, so that's Kauai, where I would be. Uh, the, I think it's the Kaiwi Point Mermaid, I think is what they refer to her as. She's been sighted for many years, uh, sometimes swimming with dolphins, sometimes not. Uh, sometimes she spooks divers because there's a lot of dives over the reefs and stuff over there. But on April 12th, 1998, um, there were several eyewitnesses. There was a, they went out on the boat, there was a pod of dolphins and among these dolphins was reported a single mermaid, not like the pod, Maui pod, right? Dolphin pod. This is a single mermaid among them. And they could tell because when she leapt out of the water, it was much different. They could see see her make out a face and, and hair and the whole nine yards. Um, and apparently either it was later that day or, yeah, I think it's later that day, some of those same people who had spotted her were out diving on the reefs. And there are pictures um, that I think his name is Jack can't think of his last name but jack took pictures because he noticed something swim above and he turned and he took two pictures and i think these pictures are very interesting because they're not like any of because we talked a little bit earlier about the pop culture mermaid and yep. when you look at their style of tails and how much of a back fin they need to propel themselves and the shape that their legs fold into those does not match what this image shows at all yeah she, she um, looks half fish yeah yeah she truly looks half fish like it's definitely like a porpoise tail very similar to a pilot whale or a dolphin 
um, but it tapers so tightly and too soon for, for feet to be involved at all. Um, but it definitely looks, you know, uh, like a woman. And there was several people who sighted her and saw her jumping out of the water and things like that. So that would be like one of the most famous ones I think out there. But more recently has been, um, they've been doing work on a dam out in Zimbabwe. And this is, this is around October, 2012. They needed to replace three engines on the bottom of this, this dam and a, a lake reservoir. Now, locally, the tribes have had a beer festival to ward off uh, the mermaids in the lake. And of course, it hasn't been practiced for quite some time, but many of the elders and many of the locals believe that mermaids lived in this lake hands down, like without question. So when the dam needed repairs, they sent crew members down there and within three days, they said, ah, nope, we're not going down again because each time they had dove in the last three days, either the male or a female or both mermaids would be spotted peering at them or swimming past them and spook them off. So naturally the company is like, all right, I see what's going on. This is local legend and lore. They, want, they don't want the dam repaired. So he, they hired people out of Ireland and other places. And it only took roughly three days again for those guys to be like, no, oh. no. There are mermaid. There is a mermaid down there. There's fucking mermaids down there, and it's funny because you can find uh, reports and uh, a lot of Irish male uh, news reports there. And so by December, the Zimbabwean government claimed the mermaid was blocking the completion of the dam. The report, the government acknowledged the mermaid, yeah. um, and pretty much uh, asked the elders to perform the festival so they could complete the freaking dam and it's a beer festival where they're pouring a lot of alcohol in the water so i can imagine that must repel them if they're very sensitive like sharks to smell and things or they just get a big hangover and have to sleep it off so, right or that or that you know get oh a big hangover. yeah no no we we've talked river monsters we've talked all that and you know there are giant catfish giant sturgeon giant you know everything out there uh, again, we don't know how big these things grow sometimes, and uh, we think we do. Uh, you know, we got the largest ever on record, but then, oh, maybe it's bigger. Uh, so, you know, that that's part of this as well. I think um, one of the sightings I recalled was uh, uh, it tied into that Discovery Channel thing again earlier was uh, somebody found a body uh, on the, the beach in, uh, again, it was uh, Gulf Coast of Florida. I want to say it's Tampa Bay, uh, but they thought it was, you know, a headless body and they went to find it. And then, then somebody said, no, it's a mermaid. It's a mermaid. And uh, it was neither. It was an art project. The guy was making a mermaid and it had gotten loose in the water and the head lost somewhere and the body washed up on shore. And it was it was okay. a mannequin, but it was uh, and somebody was like, oh, it's for that Discovery Channel thing. No, it was totally, you know, just an art project, but still just a coincidence, you just know, coincidence. But, you know, it was just it was funny that that all came about at that same time. So, oh, yeah, no. And it's um, and yeah, it's it's interesting. And in mermaids mermaids are sighted in a lot of different areas too it doesn't matter how cold 
And of course, you know, you also see the famous footage of beluga whales where it looks, you can, the muscles are structured in such a way it looks like knees, you know, yeah. and it makes you wonder if someone was drowning. And of course, there's also footage of beluga whales where people drop stuff in the water and they bring them up to them in the wild. Yeah. Like very, very they're very friendly, very, you know, so who knows when someone's, you know, falls over the edge of a boat in the 16th century and a beluga whale saves you, that's a mermaid. You know? yeah, 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 it's a miracle. It, it's it a miracle. definitely is. It's one of nature's oddities that they, they actually like to help people and stuff like that. So it's, uh, yes. and, and like I said, it, you know, it doesn't help that World War II, we were trying to train dolphins to to stop sea mines and and then later on we were trying to talk to them so you know it's it's just this is how it goes this is how things evolve and you know this is you know we're still convinced and, and you know and then we have our wonderful douglas adams who you know who said the dolphins were the second most powerful species on the planet uh behind the mice yeah. and uh and, and they of course were trying to communicate with us instead of us communicating with them so and it was yeah uh, of course the famous last words to humanity so long and thanks for all the fish the fish yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no. but even in 1610 uh, one of the more interesting things that i found was journal entries by richard whitbourne about a sighting of a mermaid in the harbor of saint john's over in canada mm. and there were several witnesses to this as well and in short as they were trying to get to shore a mermaid tried to crawl up on the boat oh wow talks about you know how different she looks and how pale she was and that there were streaks in her hair and everything and he said that one of the sailors freaked and hit her with the oar to knock her off the boat and then she swam over to the other boats because they were returning from expedition expedition and they they panicked and was trying to hit her away from like so there was this mermaid in the harbor and boats of sailors who just want to freaking hit the shoreline and go home. Yeah. And, this, and they're just freaking out because strangely enough, mermaids weren't a good sign. Um, like one of the more famous ones would be Blackbeard. Edward Teach has yeah. a log entry. And so does some of the. I was hoping you were going to bring that one up. Yeah. Yeah. Where there, he's like, no, no, we got to sail around this area. That's mermaid territory. Um, because mermaids were not necessarily a good omen at all. And that's why I like the the Pirates of the Caribbean in that one yep. movie. They were yep. like rat mermaids. Yep. And that I mean, you know, look at the you know, Peter Pan, the mermaids trying to drown Wendy. You know, it's it's just this is there mermaids are generally not good things. I mean, and if you go by the original Little Mermaid, even that you know, you know is, is a very dramatic and very terrible story uh uh everybody loves it uh, for the movie and we've got the new movie you know the live action version coming out and but it's if you go back to the og man that would be a hell of a movie yeah <laughs> to yeah. traumatize sure we would need all kinds of trigger warnings on that one so oh my gosh people people don't realize people don't realize so but you know, always go back to your original stories gang they're, they're scarier than anything you can imagine so yeah and i think i think the most unique one i found uh was a report in 1881 henry locks was a fisherman he always worked on um and i'm going to hash this so bad the susquehanna river in pennsylvania yeah, that's right you got it um yes i got it um, but he was out there and he noticed that around dusk, he kept seeing a woman appear. 
and she would pull herself up on one of the rocks in the river and kind of like look around and watch him fish to the point that it, he's like I thought to shoot her he's <laughs> like but then yeah. if she was an actual woman I would be trialed for murder and that fear was greater but he saw her multiple times and he believed that there is a, a cave in the water a, a entrance to a cave in the river someplace that he believed they lived in um but he he saw her multiple times and he was known to be a trustworthy man like many people vouch that this is not someone who who drinks he you know so there are sightings historically that have no yeah. no means of you know they saw they saw something saw something they don't understand exactly so and uh you know what it's time for a what? call out for listener tales oh for yeah any please. experiences so, listeners or people they you know share your listener tales of your experiences with mermaids yeah if you if you have uh, any stories that your family has and you know you haven't shared them please now's the time and uh you know maybe we can get a uh mermaid uh organization out there just like the bfro and uh the and mufon for ufos so, yeah exactly to cite mermaids or mer people i should say mer folk Merfolk, merfolk. If there are mermaids, there have to be mer I, I, Well, I guess they could be like those flatworms that just are both sexes and will mate with each other. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I, I yeah. still like um one of our favorite children's shows uh that uh from from Disney, which was called Gravity Falls, which we, we quote quite a bit. Uh, that one of the one of uh Mabel, the the young twin, she uh, one of her first boyfriends is a merman who lives in the school pool uh and yeah and he's got the beautiful hair and uh i cannot remember his name maybe our producer could chime in with that it's mermando uh, Mer 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 of course yeah. <laughs> he was great yes <laughs> he great. actually ends up marrying uh I, I believe a manatee in like a political marriage yes he's and mabel gets the letter and she's like Oh, I can't find any guys that aren't attached. Wow. <laughs> so good. So good. Highly recommend that show to everyone. It's and not just because I'm a grunkle who writes spooky stories, but you know, and there's a character in there who is a grunkle who has a house full of spooky things. So but. oh my goodness. And yet we now got sidetracked when I asked for listener tales. So well, yes, but <laughs> that is a great listener tale. But anyway, speaking, let's go back to that story about the 24 eyed creature in the river yes. uh one of the places that covered that is our wonderful friends at paranormality magazine Ooh. and uh they say the scientists discovered a new species of box jellyfish while exploring the brackish water of shrimp ponds at maipo nature reserve in hong kong this creature has a cube-shaped body and 24 eyes arranged in sets of six the new species is now named Tripedelia mapoinus. It is genetically and physically distinct from other box jellyfish. It is less than an inch long and has a see-through body with a whitish tinge. The jellyfish has three tentacles extending from each corner of its body and, quote, petal-shaped structures at the base of its tentacles that act like boat paddles, allowing it to swim even faster. Uh, box jellyfish are among the most venomous marine animals in the world. The scientists returned to the area three summers in a row and kept finding more and more of these creatures. 
And it just shows the highlight of rich diversity of marine life in Hong Kong and even all of China. Um, they're now, though, though my Poi area is relatively well studied, makes this finding even more significant. Uh, this jellyfish is the first box jellyfish species to be discovered in Chinese waters. And um, it's pretty amazing. And you can find that at paranormalitymag.com. That's one of their free you know, things on their blog. And if you go and subscribe to their magazine or do anything on there, use the code TRAVELS and get 10% off and it'll let them know that we sent you. So get some good news. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, and our, our travel is to go to Wikiwachi and see the mermaids, potentially the manatees. And again, these are creatures that are not intended to be fed. So do not go there. Don't go and think, I'm gonna go swim with the manatees. You need to understand that that might not be the case, right? Exactly. The, yeah. you know, if you want to see manatees in captivity, there are plenty of places. SeaWorld has them. Uh, the Clearwater Marine Aquarium has them and lots of other fun aquariums have them. And some of the aquariums are now doing mermaid shows with the animals. So where they're putting mermaids in, they're trying to catch in on Wiki Watchy's gigs. So uh, if you come to Florida in the colder months, Blue Springs, they pile up in there. You pile up in Blue Springs. They pile yeah. up in any of the inlets. So you can almost find them anywhere. And they, I think they have a manatee obser observation deck. Um, and if you're looking just for a magical moment, uh, because, you know, mermaids, magic and water are a thing, Titusville from June to October has bioluminescence out in Mosquito Lagoon, yes. and you can see dolphins, alligators, sharks and manatees all in one area and glowing under the water at night. Uh, it's a pretty cool epic thing. Um, also, Hawaii is a good spot. Uh, a lot of the divers and, and the so look for that mama, that mom, uh, that uh, mermaid off a of Kauai Point. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah. I'm going to Hawaii later this year. I'll let you know if I see any mermaids. Yeah, please do. And if nothing else, just bring you back some Kona coffee, please. Yes, no problem. No problem. Right. No problem. All right. So, well, with that, travelers, I think we've come to the end of this amazing journey. Thank you, Valerie Wells. Where can we find you? Oh, willisauthor.com. Uh, you can find all my social media and some of the books I've written and books that uh, mythology books that I remake uh, into prettier coffee table pieces on there, uh, along with uh, Saucy Times with Sleeping with Sasquatch. Yeah, your your werewolf book, uh, the, 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 the classic werewolves. werewolves is uh, on my desk prominently because I refer <laughs> to it often and as an old classical work. But it has been redone beautifully by you and yours. So well, thank you. But yes. uh and uh Erica, any final words on mermaids? My final word is I I believe mermaids are real. I think we will eventually find whatever that is. I think very much like a lot of the mythology mythological creatures and cryptids we talk about, it very well could be a nature spirit of some kind that protects the water, you know, and that's why we see them few and far between because you said it on one of the most recent episodes there's the cave system we haven't explored yeah. and there's the water we haven't explored so I, I i like to hope but i i'm i'm sadly of the this is the one that i i kind of draw the line at i'm like all right i have i need a little more you know solid information on this one so but uh and especially since there have been so many hoaxes of it and uh yeah and, yeah that know. mermaid documentary or mockumentary really really oh, took a hit worst. mermaid spotting they, well, they had done the dragon one and that had been such a hit 
that they decided to do mermaids the next year and then that was that was a mistake you know that was about as bad a mistake as they could make it so uh but anyway gang thank you all so much for listening you can you know please like share subscribe and send it to your friends and you know have your friends send it to friends we want to explode and be able to do all the travels for you and bring you more and more fun stuff like this and in the meantime we'll let destiny beard play us out with that haunting siren song of hers and we will see you on the other side